Houston, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Special Halloween show tonight. Our first ever Halloween show. No, that's not right. We actually did a live Halloween show a couple of years ago, which... It took them weeks to edit out all the profanities. But anyway, I digress. Um, so uh, we have quite a uh, show for you tonight. I hope we're going to be talking a lot about ghosts, different kind of weird encounters. Um, we have a guest coming up in a little while, our good friend Valerie LaFaso, who is just out with a new uh, book in her um, series of ghost books. And, uh, you know, who knows what else. But let me introduce the members of the posse first. Girls, get ready. Um, sit yourselves down and get a fan, Mr. You know, the big box of Kleenex, the wipes, the extra big squeegee, hopefully the Halloween version of a squeegee. If there is such a thing, because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show tonight. Glad to be here, of course. I live for this every week, regardless of whether it's Halloween or not. Halloween, yeah. Christmas, New Year's, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're here. Love being here. You do. Okay, good. Yeah. Good to know. Um, we are sending out, you know, every once in a while when people write to us, we send out a screenshot we took a few weeks ago. And everyone thinks that you uh, that you're really Getty Lee, bass player for Rush. <laughs> Is that the look you yeah, were going you for? Know, I think you're right there. Yeah. I think I do look a little bit like that. Okay, bad news for um, you know Mills Gills and Gigi Gills. No Coco tonight. He's uh, on a special mission, secret mission, saving the country. I was thinking, you know, shouldn't the country be saved by now? I mean, he's been he's done about fifty of these. You things. would think so. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, but the guy can't be everywhere. So he, he has a lot of secret missions, and he's doing a lot of great work. He's doing God's work, actually. Okay. It's like the Wingman books. The world is never saved. You never. always have to have a hero on sale right. everywhere. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. If that's the, that is a glass half half full way of looking yeah. at. You said it right, Switch. Uh, that voice you heard, uh, moving a little bit up on the food chain, is uh, Switchblade Steve Ward, our national correspondent in Battle Creek, Michigan. Switch it's it. great to be here another notch up another. on the food chain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Baby steps. Yep. Um, How's that Kellogg strike doing? I'm not really following it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> All I know is I still Why got would you some follow that? sugar frosted flakes in the box that hold me over. Okay, and, good. And kind of, uh, All right. You know, it's just taking a little bit at a time. Leave us so in that suspense. It lasts a while. Okay. 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 It's funny that you uh, have a picture of Lois right over your shoulder there, smiling. In all her radiant glory, look at her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Was, that was shot was taken when the school bell rang for school's out for the summer. No, 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 no. She she's, loves her job. She's sad when school ends. She is. She is. Really? Yep. So anyway. I believe it. Yeah. And it's only over for like two and a half weeks anyway, and then you get to start again. So, sure. But, um, so Switchy, how are you tonight? I am beyond wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
Good to hear. Okay, let's now go to someone who scared the hell out of us about three minutes ago, our security chief, Willie Club. There he is. He's doing it again. Hey, Mac. Hi, folks. Really excited tonight. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite holidays. Halloween. Halloween. I can't get enough of it. You yes. Know, I, I have pumpkins and witches and everything out year-round. It's just mm-hmm. something about it. Yes. Yeah, always my favorite holiday. Always. I think the candy had a lot to do candy with it. Candy had a big, a big part to play, for sure. Yeah. When we were kids, not to get into it too deeply, but we used to map out how we were going to go trick-or-treating like a month ahead of time. You know, can you see X there, you know, with the with the you know, the drafting board, all right, we're gonna do this, this, this. And we we would just, you know, be very efficient so we could go into other neighborhoods to We used to go to the other side of town where all the money was. Wow. (laughs) You always get the best stuff. Did did you take a pillowcase? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So What's the, what's the rich part of town of Everett? Is there, is there, I didn't know they would. <laughs> well, compared to where I was. Okay. Was. I understand. Okay. So anyway. Outside the front door of the casino. Yeah, now it's a Not lot today. different there now, baby. Um, also, let's introduce uh, our good friend way down south somewhere, but he's from New York City. Jocko Johnson is here tonight. Jocko. Hey, Mac. Hi, guys. Girl. How you doing? Hi, you look relaxed. You, you look relaxed there, brother. Another reason for this to be a TV show. Yeah, I'm okay. just trying to keep my back straight. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, always good advice. Were you smoking a cigar there earlier? It was earlier. Yeah, I just put it down for a moment. Though. Was that a Cuban? Yeah. Some illegal Cuban you got falling away? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. It's a. Uh, I don't know if I can plug it or not. No. Well, not if they're not going to pay money. It's not a blunt, is it? It's no. not full of pot, no. is it? Jocko? No, no, no. Jocko no, would be no, funny. No. Hi. <laughs> okay. So um, get that big star in his chest. Yeah. Where'd you get that? That's my old sheriff's shirt. Is it? Yeah, it's one of the sheriffs, sir. Sure. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. I did that for about nine years when I moved down here. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Boy, oh boy. You might be from New York City, but you look like a real southern sheriff there, my friend. Okay. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to the uh, beauties among the beasts. Okay, first of all, in the studio with us, making yet another rare appearance, it's a very lovely Lois Lane. Hi, everybody. It's good to be here. Hi, Lois. Hi, Lois. If we hook you up to a lie detector test, would you say that again? (laughs) Sure. Hang on. (laughs) See? Want me to get it out? Yes. No, not that, Jocko. No, sorry. Oh, okay. That was a sight gag there. Uh, Also, our favorite good witch way up there in upstate New York is joining us tonight, Raven. Raven, how are you doing tonight, Raven? Hello, my friends. I'm doing good. Okay. Looks like a, uh, what is that? Is that a bun? Is that a bun? Can we call that a bun? I can't. No, no just a... it's like a little ponytail Ooh. because I tried to dress up as Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice oh. and everybody's too polite to comment on my makeup. Well, we didn't. Yes, that's right. I think I'm sick. Well, that's, and I said that to one. I didn't want to say anything. And I, yeah, and I ended up instead looking like Bellatrix Lestrange. So I went with it and mm. I have my wand. And I, I'm going to be a bad witch tonight. Really? I, I okay. thought you stayed up late last oh. night studying for the show. Yeah, that's why that we look too. like this. Always. Okay. All right, listen. Wow. I never heard of any of those witches. Oh. Okay. Uh, I never saw what that movie, it? as it turns what, out. What was the other one? Lestrange, Baby Lestrange? A great, great song from Heart. Be- Bellatrix from Harry Bellatrix Potter. Lestrange. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Um, Is she really okay. bad? Yes. I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I'm with you. All right, so listen. So um, the whole gang is here, 
Uh, we're going to – should we bring uh, – should we bring Lonely Larry in hot and see what happens? See, he he won't. His mic will be muted and the camera will break. I would say so. He All just right, texted see. me. All right, let's see. Watch, <laughs> watch how foolproof this is. <laughs> I think he, something's coming here. Yeah, Something he's on mute. Oh, he's manifesting. He hit. Oh, he's got his own theme music. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there he is. Wow. Doesn't he look like, like a god in a concentration camp right there? Don't <laughs> oh, you flatter me! All right, lonely Larry, coming in hot. Even top of his head. How do you tell? Yeah. You get a. I mean, I suppose the audience would want you to adjust your camera a little bit so we can see you better. Oh, wait, I, here's the thing. I, you know, uh-huh. did I ever tell you that I really oh. hate Zoom? <laughs> oh, everybody hates it. Everyone does. No, it's just not just you. This, there you go. Perfect. There you go. And speak a little louder or get a little bit close to the microphone and you'll be all right. Okay. Yeah. The cat's ignoring me tonight. I don't know what's up with her. Wow. Okay. Well, we had some incidents with the cats last time, so maybe it's best that the cats stay out of the room. How many cats are we talking? It was, I don't know. I saw a little off show emails the last time he was on and. People are accusing, cats. accusing so, the cats and, and of something. the dog some, that is the reason that I forgot about this whole happy engagement. Sure. Blame it on the dog. You know? Yes. He ate your homework. That's why he smells. Blame everything on the dog anyway. What kind of dog is it? I'll pretend I care. She's, um, she's uh, half Australian shepherd and half uh, hound dog. <laughs> wow. And, so and the stupidest dog and the smartest crazy. dog? The stupidest dog. It's the stupidest dog and the smartest dog got together. Is that what is that what you were going for? They had the most obnoxious dog. There you go. Sounds just right. So anyway, so now we're here, special Halloween show, and uh, some of us are in costume and some of us are not. But we do have a top ten list. Top ten list. And um, I think now just to uh, get the show going, why don't we get to that now, Raven? Do you have the top ten list? Okay. I do, Mac. Okay, this is uh, top ten reasons Switch knows it's Halloween. Okay. Right. All right. Hang Are on. You ready? Hang on. One one. You get it. You get because I, I have to bounce these off one one. If he gets it, the whole world will get it. You know, okay. Mac. I didn't get I this get ahead it. of time to make any kind of approval on this. Okay. Let's do that Approved. as we go along. Oh, that's cute. Okay, here we go. All right, Juan. You good? I'm good. Okay. Here we go. All right. Top ten reasons Switch knows it's Halloween. Please. Hey, start the music. Stop the music. Number 10. He requests a side of candy corn pancakes with his Denny's Grand Slam breakfast. All right. Can you see that? Are those a real thing? That sounds Candy so corn good. pancakes? That's not just Halloween. Uh, yeah. That's so gross. <laughs> not just Halloween. Okay. Uh, all right, please. Number nine, please. Right. Number nine. Calls Coco for advice on designing a Teddy Ballas horse costume. Right. Have you had that conversation yet? Switch. Okay, wow. Yes. All right, we better move on, please. I Number... poking my fingers with a needle. <laughs> okay, all right. Please, number eight, please. I have to edit this out. Number eight, he dresses his dog, Buddy, from next door as Simba. It would be Mulligan. <laughs> Nothing? Anybody? Okay, let's go. Mulligan, this is Simba. Simba. Buddy. <laughs> from the Lion King. People are going to get sugar shocked. This thing is going to be so sweetened up. Okay, next one, please. Number seven, he orders his usual 500 boxes of Count Chocula from his buds at Kellogg's. Okay. That's incorrect. It's Frankenberry. Frank, he's a Frank. Frankenberry he went to Frankenberry. Went over to the dark side. Okay. All right. Next one, please. Uh, tap 10 reasons why Switch knows it's Halloween. 
Number six, Cruella or Beetlejuice? Too many wigs, so little time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have to ask again, is this on? Okay. All right, let's go next, I was, please. You know, I'm trying to be good because <laughs> I, I get chastised when I make fun of the different uh, hair pieces that Switch comes on the show with. So I'm being okay. I'm being good tonight. Okay, so being good and laughing, <laughs> aren't they two different things? No, I don't think it's funny. Okay, well, that's – wow. Tough, <laughs> tough love there. Jeez. Yeah, okay, I think it's serious too, Club. Let's go. Okay, next uh, one. Number please. five. He starts cutting up X-Lax and repackaging it as many Hershey's bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, a little boy. harmless fun. Come on. Should have put that first. <laughs> oh, okay. For the kids in a bad neighborhood. All right, hang on. <laughs> yeah, that was better. Okay. Or bad kids. <laughs> next, please. Uh, let's – Number four, he gets busted again for trespassing down near the Great Pumpkin Patch. Calls Mac for bail. Okay, that's happened a few times. Okay, next, please. He buys five dozen jumbo-sized eggs, then prints up a T-shirt that says, you want some f***ing eggs, you little I'll show you some f***ing eggs. Uh, Lois, mark the tape. That's my kind of answer right there now. I think she told that a while ago. Okay, yeah, next one, please. Raven. Uh, we're at number two. He wonders what inappropriate Halloween costume Raven is wearing this year. <laughs> okay. First time you're around, we had a bleep out about five or six minutes about one of your Halloween costumes. We won't get into it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> and the number one reason, Switch knows it's Halloween. He eats so many Snickers bars, he starts to hallucinate. Of course, yes. <laughs> Well, wow. you know, what do you have to save yourself, Switch? When when you're uh, when you're angry, you, you got to have a Snickers, right? <laughs> isn't it when you're hungry? Isn't it just when you're hungry? Yeah, when you're not yourself. You're not yourself. You got to have a Snickers. So hey, right. So sure. what happens when you need twenty? I mean, I mean, too many wig jokes just gets me out of sorts. You know? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Hey, Switch. Next time you get locked up in a pumpkin patch, call me. You don't have to pay bill. I just get you right out. Okay, I appreciate that. Now that you That's know, like, you know, everybody gets out for free now. I get, to get just, out a pumpkin patch free card. And I asked mm-hmm. Lois something. Did you get that joke, Lois? The great pumpkin patch. She was trespassing. Nope. No one got it. Right it, over my head. Poor it's, a, it's a Charlie Brown thing. Charlie Brown. Charlie, yeah, Charlie yeah. Brown and the great pumpkin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, Linus. Nope. Not a Peanuts fan. Anyway, okay. Why don't we? Like yeah, the Great Pumpkin Show really sucked. <laughs> wait a minute! No, no. it did not. Lonely Larry. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, well, <laughs> now wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Now wait a minute. Hold on. Lonely Larry. What? Sucks. So let's move on. Don't say that uh, in this you, crowd. You invited oh, this person on. Yeah, the really. Night of the year. Raven's father. <laughs> Mr. Negative. Lonely Larry. Oh. Exactly, Club. <laughs> he is. He is Mr. Negative. But wait a minute. So you hate Halloween too? On your long list of things, grumpy old men hate. Well, I think I've explained to you why I hate Halloween. Can you do it in? Well, I'm not recalling this. No one is. Can you Matt, do it in 30 you? seconds? No. Let's hear I, it. I don't recall. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Can you make it quick though? Yeah. When I was seven years old, I was trick or treating with my older brother and sister, oh. and we trick or treated for friggin' hours, and and we each had like you know 50 pounds of candy. Nice. We were right around the corner from our house, and a, and a bunch of older kids rode up on bikes. One of them snatched my candy. And rode off into the night. Wow. And I, wow. I hated Halloween ever since. Wow. That left a mark, huh? Okay. That, that does suck. Did yeah. you ever track down this guy and get revenge? Yeah, he so, did. You know, I'll tell you what, though. My, my older sister, who was one tough broad when she was 12, she had caught that kid, he'd probably have died. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. That would have been an awesome Halloween. Yeah, right. She had to get a cut of the candy, right? I remember. Yeah, you'd have to give it 10%. <laughs> wow, okay. Pet well, maybe that was just, uh, maybe that was maybe that was an angel just saving you for some, you know, two months of uh, nausea or something. Diabetes? So much candy. Uh, yeah. You know, diabetes. Right. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Or maybe okay. they had some razor blades in some of the candy. There you go. How do you know? Oh, yeah. You probably were saved from pins saved. and needles. And, uh, yeah. You should have been like the What did they do with the apples? Did they poison those? Or yes. What, was, were those or, razor or, blades, or, or too? Or razor blades, yeah. Yes. You know, I missed all that. I missed all that yeah, crap. Can I, you know, in my over 20 years of law enforcement, I have never seen a razor blade in an apple. No, no. I think it's a big myth. Like a big we used to get a lot of X lax. We used to get, wow. you know, people give you chocolate chip things, <laughs> and they'd be an X lax. I can't tell you myself personally, but right. a number of years that, you know, I had. Uh, well, well, now you probably welcome home. it. And this, you, this is, <laughs> oh, yeah. You get this on the rich side of Everett. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> well, they're like all these latchkey kids. We're getting rid of them. <laughs> well, we never knew where we got. You know, we didn't know where this stuff came yes, from. Yes. Yeah. You know, we got to know a lot about X-Lax after a I'll few bet. years. You know, if I can get some X-Lax, I'm going to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how do we go down this road? So, listen, Lonely Larry, you should embrace Halloween. Lonely Larry, not anyway. Why? I don't know. Well, let's get to you. have a story. that Are you going to entertain us with some kind of grumpy old man thing? Well, we, we, we talked the other day about an experience I had in Tijuana. Okay, let's go. Um, many years back. It, does it involve that a ghost you? or UFO? It, it does not involve UFOs. Okay. Try to work them in, okay? Go ahead, please. Okay. Well, okay. Why were you in so, Tijuana yeah, for the first? What, what were you doing in Tijuana? Let's get off okay, well, down that first. I, w I was in San Diego for a, um, uh, a corporate conference for my, uh, for my old job. Yes. And I was... Um, uh, talking with uh, with a few colleagues, and it occurred to me that uh, Sandy that, that Tijuana was was just down the road from our meeting place, mm -hmm. and I'd never been to Mexico. Go ahead. Uh, and um, so we cooked up this idea that we would uh, go down there for dinner. <laughs> for dinner. Fortunately, we had we had one guy in our party who was a native Californian yes. and had been to Tijuana many times. Uh, and he said, uh, if you guys are going to Tijuana, I better go with you to keep you out of trouble. Okay. Um, so, so we, um, so we drove down to the, the border crossing area and, and his first advice, and it was probably good advice was we're going to walk over, uh, because if you drive, you're, you're likely to be involved in some kind of, uh, fabricated vehicle altercation and oh, end yeah. up, uh, end up in a Mexican jail. Cool. So. So we walked over this over the Rio Grande, um, and I didn't know what to quite what to expect. But you know, when you walk into Mexico, it's like you know walking to the next town in Massachusetts or wherever. <laughs> really, uh, nobody cares that Hard you're Rock walking Cafe. into Mexico. Tijuana. Nobody's trying to, to, to break in. <laughs> Club is uh, so Club, <laughs> Club is, is showing us his Hot Rock Cafe Tijuana shirt. Does that say Tijuana down the bottom? What were you uh, doing there? That's another over. that's another show, Club. But go ahead. Lonely Larry. So we, we walked across the Rio Grande, and we get, went to this area that was it was full of, of old yellow taxis. I'm talking about cabs that are 20, 20 years old, falling apart. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we got a ride downtown for uh, it was for four bucks. Uh, there were four or five of us in the car. And Sounds the expensive. There was four bucks. Go ahead. And um, which we would find out is a is a, a half a king's ransom in Tijuana. Hmm. Uh, so we um, 
we went and had dinner. The dinner was great. It really was a, a, a fine meal. Yes. And, uh, and, and it was um, really inexpensive. And then after that, we we um, took a walk down a, um, Doc uh, a commercial street that uh, was was full of um, you know souvenir and gift shops. Mm-hmm. So, and and the uh, guys out around out on the sidewalk, uh, uh, screaming at passersby to you know, entice them to come into their stores. And there was there was one guy who yelled. Uh, he, he yelled. Uh, you know, Senor, come in and buy a gift for your wife. And then okay. he said, buy a gift for your neighbor's wife. Okay. And I, I didn't know, I, I didn't know what the, uh, you know, that was kind of risque, I think. Yeah. Well, what's he trying to well, suggest? Yeah. And, 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 and then he, then he said, you know, come on, Senor, we know where, you know, we know you're doing her. But uh, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> Wait a minute. So he's, he's trying to sell more than one gift. Yeah, he's just going. This is salesmanship. For Max benefit. Okay, go ahead. But uh, anyway, so we went to one of these stores. And years earlier, I had been to um, 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 San Antonio. Yes. And bought a Side of the Alamo. blanket. Yes. Uh, and these things are very popular. They're very colorful uh, and cheap. And um, and I, I had bought one of these things years ago, loved it. Yes. And so I said, oh, maybe I'll buy another one of these things. So I was looking at it, and the thing was priced at, I don't know, you know, 20, 25 bucks or something. And oh. I thought, you know, I don't know, it's just another thing to, 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 to stuff in my luggage and to carry home, and I really don't need it. So I put it down, and I walked out of the store. Well, this guy from the store chased me out onto the sidewalk, and, and, and he's okay. bargaining with me. And I told him, you know, you know, he he named some price, and I said, you know, I, I really, I really just don't need the blanket. Right. And neither and does your neighbor's wife. Kept, Go ahead. He kept following me, <laughs> shouting out lower and lower prices. Wow. And finally, I and I got I got scared for this guy because I thought, you know, he's probably uh, he's not the he's a young kid. He's not the store owner. Yep. Uh, and and the owner, you know. If I don't buy this blanket, is he going to beat the hell out of me? Okay, or all right, that's kind of okay. racist, but go ahead. That you would assume that. No, so what no, happened? I just I, I thought you know this 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 kid is working so hard for this sale. Okay, wow. That I felt bad. Empathetic. And, and so the last number he gave me was something like six bucks. Yes, and you bought it. And I thought, all right, for six bucks, I'll haul the thing back home. And, yep. Uh, so I bought the blanket. Is that the story? That is. Okay, maybe the blanket there was no worth. There were no bugs a, in the blanket or anything. Uh, yeah, right? maybe the blanket was worth a buck. I haven't found any yet. That's okay. how that this works. Is, uh, That's good. Close to, this is about 20 years ago. Uh huh. And you still got the blanket. Yes, we do. Okay. It's, it's like you could sell it for 20 bucks now. <laughs> At least. Yeah. yeah. At least. Probably. Okay. It was wow. probably handmade. It, was, it sounded awesome. Okay. Lonely Larry, you know? Chipping in on the you Halloween don't special. You don't bet these stories in advance. I remind you of that. Well, that's we want a certain amount of spontaneity on the show. Sometimes it works, and you know, sometimes no. It's easy, he easy could have been beaten say. up. I'll tell you the 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 best thing about that whole thing was that he's a slightly out of focus. You know what I mean? Doesn't he look like he's calling <laughs> from Tijuana? Very out of focus. Yeah, yeah folks, eat that, folks. Wow. I, I just have one question: Why on. why would you go to Tijuana for dinner when you're in San Diego? One of the you know. Most luxurious cities in the world. Because I've never, been, the, never yeah, been to Mexico. Really? That's your excuse. Okay. All right. Did you see any weird and stuff I, going on there? To, and I wanted to eat dinner for $3. Well, that now Was I understand. Now it all falls at the place. <laughs> That's a good reason to go. Did you go to any of those theaters down there with the chickens and the mules and stuff? Did you see anything? Any activity like that? 
He doesn't know what I He doesn't know what If you haven't been to Tijuana, <laughs> yes. uh, say, spare yourself. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's a gross place. You don't want to go there. <laughs> but go there for dinner. Uh, Is no. that what you're saying? You're recommending it? Little kids walking around trying selling. Okay, all right, let's go. All right, some pieces of junk and then yeah, it's, 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 oh, I missed the negative. Thing. I got to tell man, you, man. Oh wow. man. Okay. All right. Did you drink the water when you were there? Maybe that's the problem. Uh, no, we drank uh, exclusively Corona. Oh really? Okay, not the first time, I'm assuming. Which is like the Budweiser of Mexico. Oh well, I know he had yeah. one more left in him, and that was it. So, all right, Lonely Larry, thanks for sharing that with us. Okay. <laughs> Anytime, Mac. Okay. I wish that the I'm depressed now. I hope yeah. we get someone on here that's gonna <laughs> liven this thing up. But I want some na- I want some nachos though too. You know, it's kind of yin yang type of thing. Why don't we do this? Why don't we? What take- do you mean, Club? It had a happy ending. He got the blanket he for blanket. a fraction of the price. Right. Uh, he got that blanket that's happy. probably worth about fifty cents, and he got the guy <laughs> you down. Can't, you just can't please Club. You know. Okay. Okay, on that note, why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, a special Halloween edition. We'll be right back after this. Hey, fans, Lois Lane here, and I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address, and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com, and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of one one will be handled on a case-by-case basis. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range, or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight, our special Halloween show. Let me quickly introduce uh, the trick or treaters here. Girls, very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. He's dressed up trick as... Trick or treat time. I love trick or treat. He's, he's dressed up as Getty Lee. of tricks and the treats, though. Yeah, that's... I heard that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, also with us, no Coco tonight, girls. Uh, but uh, Switchblade Steve Ward is here. Switch. You mean the equally famous Switch, right? Yeah, more or less. Yep. 
One notch up. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, also, our security chief, Willie Club, is with us. Willie. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Great to be here. Keeping an eye on us. There he is. That's his alter ego. That looks like the uh, what the uh, criminals in the that movie, The Town, were wearing when they held up the bank. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, yeah. It does look like that. <laughs> Yeah, geez, I'll have to check that movie out. This might be worth something. I'll tell you, you never, and it's 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 not a bad movie, even though Ben Affleck is in it. Okay, um, our uh, Southern correspondent, as of tonight, Jocko Johnson. He's up there. He he looks like a sheriff from Alabama. He's actually from New York City. How are um, you, Mac? Everybody. All right. Have I introduced everyone? Oh, and Lonely Larry. We've already talked about him. Have I Larry introduced everyone? Tijuana. Okay. All right. So this is our Halloween special. And uh, we're talking about all things Halloween-ish. And joining us tonight is our good friend Valerie LaFasso, um, friend of the show, author, also empath. Valerie, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. It's great to be back with everyone. Mm-hmm. I've, I've missed you guys. Really? We yeah. missed you too, Valerie. Mm, okay. Later on, you can check the, uh, the, the, the warmth and the energy of the program. <laughs> I'll do my best. It's a, right. it's a big cast tonight. It's yes. a little Five. overwhelming. I got a feeling. Well, yes. I got a feeling that it's going to be a down arrow for some reason. I don't know why. Really? Why do you say that? Uh, just, How, who would you blame for that? Matt? Uh, I'm yeah. looking at Lonely Larry's face, and I'm, I'm getting the vibe off of that. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he'd rather be having his tooth drilled. Anyway, okay. So, so you're in, in in addition to being a UFO researcher and an author, you're an empath. Can you just tell us in one or two sentences what an empath is? Empath is a person who can pick up on the emotions and and physical sensations from people, animals, plants, buildings, Mm. pretty much everything that gives off energy. Um, That's kind of it in a nutshell. It does vary person to person. Mm -hmm. Can you, um, do you get the vibes over the radio or do you have to be there live? No, I can definitely get things um, through TV, radio, that sort of thing. I've done clearings in mm-hmm. Florida from, you know, my home in New Hampshire and that sort of thing. And right. I believe I've read for, you know, the temperature of the show before on, mm-hmm. on other episodes. Um, just for uh, Lois Lane's benefit, uh, where were you living in Florida? Where was I living yes. in Florida? I was in Boynton Beach, Florida. Yeah, we know a lot of people down in Boynton Beach, as it turns out. Anyway. Um, so, so the latest book that you have out, you've, you've written a series of books, right? Yes. And, and the latest one, what's the name of it, please? It is The Last Hour, book three in the Tangled Web of Friends. Okay. And, um, the, the series follows four friends, um, in the, in the very first book, one of the friends, um, hits her head and all of a sudden is seeing ghosts. Oh. So the series, you know, through different adventures follows these four people, and other people in their lives as the main character, whose name is Josie, tries to figure out how to manage this ability of being able to see and talk to spirits and and how it affects the people around her, how she grows from it and that sort of thing. So the third book um, really challenges Josie in in new ways to explore her abilities. Um, She's, she has, some mischievous mischievousness going on in her home um Mm -hmm. and she's struggling with being truthful how do you tell people in your life you know who don't know that Mm -hmm. you talk to ghosts you know there's always that fear that um you know you're going to be crazy so she's dealing with that um and then she gets to go on vacation 
to Florida, um, but to the panhandle of Florida for yeah. spring break. And that's um, that's where kind of the, the main action happens. They they go to um, a military fort off the coast um, mm-hmm. of the panhandle of Florida and encounter um, yep. some it's, interesting yes. things there. I'll tell you, it sounds like a TV series on the CW to me. You know, you know what I mean? Really? I would want it on the CW necessarily. No, no, no. offense to the CW, okay. All right. but uh... <laughs> not, not getting a good vibe from the CW. What is the CW? You know that that they're, they're not around anymore. Oh, they're not. Okay, the network. They yeah. are. It's it's all like teen soap operas though, and and oh, I, really? you know, I, I mean, there's always got to be drama in books, but I'm I'm not down with that typical mm-hmm. drama so much. Okay. Let's so say if, it's a Netflix show. A Netflix show, maybe that's Netflix. the way. I'd be right. okay with that. Okay. Netflix, yeah. Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would right, watch good. this on Netflix. See, she's already negotiating. Or I like that. So anyway, so how long does it take you to write a book, one book? Oh, you know, I have a day job, so unfortunately it takes me way too long. You know, I have to pay the bills, and, and I wish writing was was what paid the bills, but I'm not there quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um but hey, you know, if every one of your readers went out and bought one of my books, maybe I'd be a little closer to that. So okay, that well, great. <laughs> you know, go on Amazon and uh, you know, look them up. Um, the name of the series again. I just want to keep mentioning it while we're uh, on the name of the series. Yeah, the name of the series is Tangled Web of Friends, and I, I went with that title because you know it's when you think about all the people you've encountered throughout your life, some of them aren't here anymore. Some of them are, some of them you talk to, some of them you don't. Mm -hmm. It really is a tangled web. If you were to draw lines from the start to the end of, you know, relationships, it it gets, you know, kind of screwy. And, and that, that comes up throughout the book. People that were in book one will reappear in other books and, um, you know, people who die, you know, as I think probably most people on this show would agree. Mm -hmm. Just because they're dead does not mean they're not still around interacting with us. So, you, you know, there's there's a lot of that happening as well. Um, wow. Yeah. We've had um, several kind of ghost incidents in this studio, which is haunted anyway. Now we're all convinced of it. But just lately, it's, um, you know, so we agree that not everyone who's dead is uh, is gone. So. Um, well, it sounds really interesting. And the fact that you it, it's about young adults, but it's not a young adult series. Is that? The right way to put it. Well, it's it's technically categorized as young adult paranormal fiction, but I would bet that I have more adult readers than young adult readers at this point. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you're either, you know, if you look at everybody, you're either going to be a teenager, you are a teenager, or you've been a teenager. So it's, there's interest there somehow. And I, I don't talk down to my readers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't include, you know, the drama that. I think makes a lot of adult eyes roll, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of that, but, um, you know, I think I try to put a little something in for everybody. Right. You include both good ghosts and bad ghosts. Or of course. Is it all good? Mm-hmm. And yes. it's, it's not only typical ghosts too. Um, you know, I think if, if you're, if you do any of this work, any research in, in the paranormal field, you start with one thing and you go down that rabbit hole and you find there's probably 10,000 more rabbit holes and yes. what you thought was a UFO. Well, you know, but you're hearing the same thing happening in, in ghost cases and Bigfoot mm. cases. And there seems to be a lot of that. overlap. And I, and I try to bring a lot of that into the stories that, yep. you know, there's, we talk there's about a lot that. of that going on. We talk about that on the show a lot, that it might all be part of the same thing, you know, 
It would be kind of cool, and then it kind of makes sense in a way, you know, that ghosts and the Loch Ness Monster and UFOs and Bigfoot are just all part of this kind of crazy things that happens in this world. We don't know why yet, but it'd be cool if it all kind of fit in. So listen, um, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now, a quick one, because Lonely Larry isn't with us anymore, and I think he has to be here for uh, Valerie to really test the vibe of the show. Okay, so let's take a quick break. Scare him away. (laughs) You know, but that might really not be a good reflection of the show by uh, having Larry uh, <laughs> a drop you, Wow, okay. All right. <laughs> wow. We do know that she, he's Raven's father. We know that, right? So why don't well, we do he's this? Against, he's against Allegedly. Halloween. So. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we don't know that for sure. Wow. <laughs> and club don't care anyway. <laughs> well, be a ghost or something. Hey, listen, let's go on Jerry Springer and find out, right? Look, is he still on Jerry Springer? <laughs> It's all about Maury these days. Oh, Maury, yeah. Catch up, catch up. I meant Maury. He's old, too. All right, so why don't we do this? Let's take this quick commercial break now. Everyone sit tight, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here for our Halloween special. We'll be right back after this. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hats, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney, and this is our Halloween special. Okay. I hope you're all sitting down when you hear the gang we have here tonight. Girls, a very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. And he's dressed up back. as Juan Juan, as it turns out. Very clever disguise. Very clever. I'm going incognito tonight. There you go. Um, also, uh, no Coco tonight, girls and elderly girls. He's off uh, saving our country once again. But uh, moving one step up in the food chain and bragging about it earlier, Switchblade Steve Ward, Switchy. And I I wore a special hairpiece tonight for Mm -hmm. the show. Wow, okay. Well, we can can appreciate that. Um, Before he says something, I was going to introduce him first, our security chief, Willie Club, commenting. I apologize. I I couldn't uh, let that go. Okay. Mac, it's great to be here. You know, as I told you, it's one of my favorite topics is Halloween. Yes. So uh, this is this is a big, scary night for me, oh, particularly looking at this crowd. Yeah, well, believe me, it's scary for me, too. 
Uh, so anyway, also our Southern correspondent, Jocko Johnson, is with us. Jocko, everything okay there, brother? Yes. Good evening, boys and girls. Okay. All right. You have any? You had a hand grenade last time you were on. You had a gun the time before that. What do you have there? A nuclear missile or something? Sam missile? Yeah, I had a grenade, a grenade, a gun, and I'll pull out my Marine Corps battle knife if you want to see it. Uh, awesome. I got it in my slipper. Oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, you don't have any prop guns on you, do you? Yeah, don't get into we'll that. Now. <laughs> These are all real. Yeah. They're all real with real bullets. So those are safer. Yeah. Uh, also with us is uh, the lovely Lois Lane is in the studio with us. Hi, everybody. Double Good L. to be here. Hi, Lois. Hello, Lois. Okay. Um, Raven, our friend, good witch up there in uh, upstate New York, is with us. Yep, showing off her tattoos, as always. Hi, my friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I draw them on every day. Draw them on every day. <laughs> wow. She's got some serious tattoos. Shows on. initiative. Uh, also, a good friend, uh, author Valerie LaFasso, is uh, joining us. Valerie. Back. Okay. Hello, guys okay. and girls. Hello, Valerie. Is this something you can get used to? or Is there just too many yeah. personalities in the room? It's great. It's a great uh, team of personalities tonight. Because Valerie's it's an a lot, though. One, th one thing, you know, as an empath, yes. you know, I'm great one on one. I'm OK, you know, with a couple people. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm less so with four or five people, eight people. It's it's overwhelming. Are there eight people? You know, yeah. fortunately, I love talking about my books. I love talking about ghosts and all of that stuff. So okay. that kind of cancels out some of the potential energetic discomfort for me. Wow. <laughs> energetic discomfort. That's the name of our next CD. <laughs> Um, Good name for a band. Not, I, not. I get energetic hangovers too. So do you really? Oh yeah. Well, what do you take for that? Lots of sleep. There you okay. go. Also with us. Okay, I don't want to say bringing the vibe down, but uh, Lonely Larry is here with us. And if you started the, uh, if you heard the show from the beginning, he told us a fascinated story about him buying a blanket in Tijuana. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's the concept of buying a blanket in Tijuana is kind of uh, it's chilling, isn't it? You yes. It? <laughs> yes, right. Who knows what you're bringing across the border with well, that thing? Even more chilling is that Lonely Larry thinks that he actually got something over on the guy. He actually started feeling guilty for the guy and winds <laughs> up paying six bucks for, you know, a dollar blanket. That's how it goes in Mexico. <laughs> so, uh, Lonely Larry, if you can just utter a few words and then what we're going to do, we're going to have Valerie do a very quick post reading of the show and then we'll be on to other things so larry can you give us <laughs> your name and serial number please um larry stone uh and let me see i'm uh, i'm not going to give you my social security number oh, if, that's a, if, if, if that, that's a tricky way to try to get that so <laughs> we won't spread around <laughs> you're right to get into all your riches you said i'll what? give you my pool league player number how about that okay well me larry is also a pool player but that's another show um, Valerie, you want to go one he's at a time? He's got his gumshoe hat on it. Yeah. He's got, Isn't that like a detective hat on some kind of a uh, no. cop show? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah all of them. I do see gum on it, but yeah. I don't know. I love and, it. I, and I, I get tired, you know, I, I got a pretty thick skin, but even I get tired of the bald joke sometimes. So, oh, you know. Wow. Okay. Census. I don't blame me. You know, it's bald people get picked on all the time. Well, someone needs yeah. a hug. You, you know, maybe shame. Switch could borrow that. He might look good in that. Oh, no. No, I'm I was old waiting. and I, I get waiting. picked on. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you sure because it's your bald, though? 
Could that be could that be one of many I mean, reasons? You know who didn't get picked on was Kojak, all right? That's right. Who loves on. you, baby? Yeah. I, I met him in person. What Did you really Kelly Savalas? Yeah, really? something else, man. Big gambler. Yeah, well, I know, yeah. Yeah. But he was uh, he actually worked for the State Department undercover work when he was in the fifties, believe he? it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I met I met him in a Manhattan criminal court, and uh, he was filming something. I was coming out of a case, and he's just sitting there, Kojak, and I was like, "Oh, Kojak!" And Kojak. he looked at me, hey, "Come on in," yeah. and he just started talking, and he had a racing format. We were starting to pick horses. I said, "Okay." Yeah. Oh wow! Huh? <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> we were going through the whole thing. It was great. Yeah, he had the always with the Tootsie Pop, right? Tootsie Pop during yeah, the show. And he got, the well, he was smoking these little uh, brown cigarettes, and he used to get them from a guy, Nat Sherman. <laughs> who made, uh, you know, in Manhattan, made yes. uh, custom-made cigars and cigarettes. Huh. And as soon as, uh, as soon as he uh, he got off, he, he started with picking, going through the racing floor, picked up at the phone right away. Hey, Willie, I got to eat this and that. And <laughs> Willie. Doc Belmont, you know, oh, boy. I'm sure that was his much uh, brother or something, business partner. So anyway, probably, listen, yeah. before we uh, do that, uh, Valerie, just give us a reading on Lonely Larry. We, we probably don't need any more than that. I mean, look at the poor, I mean, look at him. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> You could be honest. Um, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta focus a little bit. I, you know, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Mac, but he feels pretty even keeled to me. <laughs> wow, that's the problem. He's calm all the time. I think he is. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the facade. Yeah, it's like, facade. I'm just gonna stay level-headed. Yeah. But inside, yeah. it, it is just turmoil. If you could just see that thought bubble, what's going on in that it's thought bubble? It's a raging bubble? volcano. <laughs> it's yeah. everything. Earthquakes, volcanoes, that. cops chasing you. You never know. Well, anyway, okay, well, listen. We're going to get to uh, three or four of our uh, favorite ghost stories. But very quickly, switch. Screw the show. Everyone wants to know, what did you have for breakfast this morning? For breakfast this morning, I had two blueberry Pop-Tarts oh. with frosting. With and a cup of hot black coffee. That was it. Wow. Mm. Mm. Toasted to perfection in the toaster. <laughs> yes. And uh, yes. they were pretty good. I haven't had any for a while. Well, they're the ba- a balanced meal. So what happened? No Denny's? What? You didn't feel like it was going balanced. On? Two, two Pop Tarts. Right. Yeah. They're full of vitamins. They're fortified. <laughs> no Denny's? You didn't want to go out? What? Hey, you can't, you know, you know you've got to, got to watch the budget sometimes. You can't. You, you can't give them the uh, the the, the beefsteak and, and eggs and uh, hash browns yeah. every show. People, <laughs> you know, will get bored of it. With, with every, every, oh, I see what you mean. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. You, you know, you got to. Pop tots. for breakfast. for the show. That's it for the show. He, he pop tots yeah, on the show. That's it for the show. Yeah. Ever had strawberry pop tarts? Oh, they're wonderful. Uh, yeah, uh, but I, I prefer blueberry. Really? Okay. Yeah, with the frosting, all right? Those are trash. Frosting with the frosting. Steve, yeah. the yeah. frosting with the Who makes those Kellogg's, right? Something. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's Procter yeah. & Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. It <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one, to tell you the truth. I don't think I've ever had a pop Oh, you don't know what you're missing? Really, yeah? You have to get the organic pop tarts. The organic pop tarts are. I didn't know that. This, yeah, they're really organic pop tarts. Yeah, there's more chemicals than anything else in them. I prefer the chemicals. Yeah, um, the strawberry pop tarts. It was they were misrepresented how much strawberry was actually in the pop tart. Really? It was yeah. more oh crap God. than there was strawberry. <laughs> what a Plus surprise! Lots of red dye number two or something. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, we had a guy. We had a guy in the sheriff's office when he went to Iraq. At all the eight, man, we sent him by the case every yeah. week. We sent him a case of yeah. pop tarts. Well, you, you know what you like. <laughs> so listen, this is our Halloween show. And um, so we have some ghost stories here. Lois Lane is going to read uh, to us from um, a book called Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. They're very quick, so please, Lois. Okay. <clears throat> 
So the first one is called the Swing Wing Ghosts. Swing Wing Ghosts. The U.S. built FB-111 Aardvark was the first operational military swing wing aircraft. It was designed as a fighter bomber and its pilot could adjust their wings forward for landings, midway back for normal flight, or flared all the way back for supersonic flight. A technological marvel for its time, the FB-111 also employed an extremely advanced flight control system that allowed its pilots to fly very low in order to evade enemy radar. Used mostly in Vietnam as a special mission aircraft, an FB-111 took off from Udorn Air Force Base in northern Thailand one night for a sortie over communist North Vietnam. By all accounts, the plane accomplished its mission but was hit by enemy ground fire on its return flight. All communications with the plane ceased and it was given up as lost, one of several hundred American warplanes shot down during the war. Yet just around the time it was due back in Udorn, the plane appeared on the base's radar screens. Astonished ground personnel watched as it landed and taxied over to the hangar. But on opening its canopy, the air mechanics found both pilots dead, killed by shrapnel from an anti-aircraft burst. The plane's sophisticated flight controls, undamaged in the explosion, kept the aircraft flying and brought its pilots home. <laughs> that weird man and that freaking creepy wow you could even program that in advance right I mean, do I think, a, yeah, I think that's a what they used to do. bring it back yep an autopilot you can't do that could you um back then they had a very it had a very sophisticated as she said you know flight control system and stuff and it was really yeah. one of the first planes where you just kind of type in numbers coordinates or whatever and the mm-hmm. plane will you know if something goes wrong the plane will just fly that that path you know so, right. it, so even though the two guys are killed, it uh, yeah, landed anyway. I, I actually know someone who was there and saw that. So it was very kind of oh. creepy. Uh, next story, please. Lois Lane, wow. ghost stories on a Halloween special. Ghost military stories. Yes. The Ghost Plane of 1933. One of New York State's oldest unsolved mysteries is the Ghost Plane of 1933. On the afternoon of December 26th, during... A brutal snowstorm, every airfield in the greater New York City, in the greater New York City area, was asked to turn on its landing lights in hopes that an airplane heard circling the city might be able to land. Attempts to contact the plane by radio had failed. No one knew who was flying it or where it had come from. Workers in Manhattan skyscrapers were the first to hear the plane's drone. By nightfall, the NPD was fielding numerous calls from people seeing an airplane flying dangerously close to the ground, as if looking for a place to land. But then the ghost airplane simply disappeared. It did not land at any airport in the area, and no crashes were reported, nor were any planes or pilots ever reported missing. How weird is that, man? I mean, where did that come from? You know, Were you there, Draco? Do you remember that? No, but I'm not in 33, but I'll take the case. Okay. That was only a couple of years ago. How are you not involved with it? I, if I was there, I'd have a hat like Larry. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there. That's right. You know, yeah. Going for that Kojak. They're all scratching their heads like, well, I mean, there's nothing to investigate. Let's move uh, on. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and New York had a large fixed wing uh, aviation unit at that time. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, war and into the war. The yeah, police department. 
creepy case because a lot of people saw this thing flying around, and you know how aviation is. I mean, they you know they know every plane that's taken off and landed, and where it fueled, and who it belongs to. And all of a sudden, radar contact or what? With it? That's what yeah. I was going to ask you. They didn't miss one. They didn't yeah. have one missing, right? They did. Yeah, there was none missing. Wow. You know, so where'd it come from? Crazy. You can't even make this up. Anyway, okay. Next, mm. military ghost story on the Halloween special here on Macmillan's Military Exo. Lois Lane. Okay, the next one is called Ethereal Passengers. On December 29th, 1972, Eastern Airlines Flight 401 crashed into the Florida Everglades while trying to land at Miami International Airport. The accident killed 101 people, including the pilot and the flight engineer. The doomed plane was a three-engine L-1011 TriStar Widebody a fairly new design. After the crash, the ghosts of the pilot and engineer were reportedly seen on more than 20 occasions aboard other Eastern Airline flights. Witnesses included people who had known both men as well as others who identified them from photographs later on. The ghosts, who appeared as being wholly lifelike, were most frequently seen aboard other TriStars that had been fitted with parts salvaged from the Flight 401 crash. Although Eastern's management later called the ghost stories garbage, all parts taken from Flight 401 were eventually removed from other Eastern aircrafts. Now, the the weird thing about that is that Mm. they would salvage parts from crashed airplanes and put them in. I mean... Wow. They do that all I never time. heard of that. That's, that's oh yeah, they do weird. that all the time. Yeah, but Every gee, piece that's... has a serial number on it. Yeah, right. They know yeah. exactly where it goes and where they're doing it. And they'll save them because they're all expensive. Yeah, so. but gee whiz. You know? But anyway, yeah, they, like they, like like they do that a lot. Yeah, bad juju is the word. You ain't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so uh maybe you should sage it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Small Eastern Airlines is not around anymore, so no big surprise. Well, Please lower the water. All right, we have another one. Here we go. Called the Right Stuff Ghost. Shortly before 8 a.m. on June 13, 1993, a bright red Formula One Speed Racer airplane appeared over the John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California. A small plane with huge, with a huge engine, it made so much of a racket that it tripped the airport, airport's noise monitoring systems in place because the Wayne Airport, being close to many residences, boasts one of the strictest airport noise abatement programs in the country. As the midget racer began to fly various acrobatic maneuvers above the airport, enough people saw it to write down the ID number emblazoned on its fuselage. Then they watched as the plane later confirmed as FAA registered N21X or N21X slowly climbed and disappeared over the Pacific. Working with witnesses' information, airport officials sent a noise violation notice to the plane's owner, who just happened to be Deke Slayton, one of NASA's original seven Mercury astronauts and commander of the famous 1975 Apollo Soyuz space mission. What the airport officials didn't know was that Slayton had passed away five hours before. I just got chills reading that. Dying at his home in Houston, 1,500 miles from Orange County, with his wife and daughter at his bedside. And his airplane was locked away 
in a hangar on, in Sparks, Nevada, whose owner later testified it had not been flown or even taken from its hangar since Slayton gave it to him a few years before. No one has ever been able to explain this bizarre incident. Wow. That's... That creepy enough for you? Oh, Mac, was, wasn't that one of those Bee Gees? Is that yeah, Bee Gees, right? Ones? Yep. Yeah, uh, I, that's, a, that's a weird story. Yeah. I, I'm a goosebump. Mm. My whole body is a goosebump. I am too, but I'm usually one that One goosebump. Wow. That's pretty wild there, Lois. Is that the last story, Mike? I, I have one more if you want to hear it. Sure. We're going to put music behind this. Rap okay. music. <laughs> the Empty Cockpit. One of the oldest... No. Sorry. The Empty Cockpit. One of the oddest ghost plane mysteries ever happened in... Sorry. One of the oldest ghost plane mysteries ever happened in March 2017. Hmm. That ever happened. Go ahead. Well, this... I guess there was a typo. Uh-oh. Contact the author. Is that from your book, Mac? He'll fix it right away. One of the oddest ghost plane mysteries that ever happened. That ever happened. <laughs> happened in March 2017. Authorities in Marathon, Ontario, Canada, received a report that a Cessna 172 flying out of Michigan, Michigan had crashed over no sorry had crashed near the north shore of Lake Superior shortly before midnight but when local rescue teams reached the crash site they made a startling discovery not only was there no sign of the pilot there weren't any footprints in the snow around the crashed plane either so how did it get there? And what happened to the person who was flying it? Now, think of that for a second. Oh. They called to go look for an, a downed airplane. They find it. Yeah. But there's no footprints. There's no way to show that it came down. No people in it. And, how's that, how's and there was like no that? snowstorm to cover any footprints, right? Yeah, no. no. Nothing. Just I'm getting like should be in that. vibes from that. Wow. Yeah, the missing 411 books, if you guys have read those, oh, yeah. like yep. people yeah. just go yeah. missing in the middle of woods. Like, yeah. I don't see why that couldn't happen in mm. from right. an airplane. Right. Yeah, that's turn very around, true. The guy's, turn around, the guy's gone, was right behind you. Lonely Larry looks like he's a victim of the 411 disappearances. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> but he came back. Blink twice if you're being held still... against your will. <laughs> we'll get you out. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you, Lois, for uh, reading that. Wow. Very good. And I think we're going to have to probably... Good job, Lois. She appreciates the applause. Thank you, Lois. You're welcome. Um, okay, so why don't we do this? So, um, uh, no, when, uh, yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we take a commercial break now? There'll be a lot of commercial breaks this show. Uh, Halloween special, uh, Mac Maloney's Milton Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here, so we'll be right back after uh, this. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54, 54? How about Tonopar Test Range, or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. 
Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Express Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Well, we are in the midst of our special Halloween show. Okay, Halloween show, and I got to say, it's been pretty scary so far. Girls, uh, the very famous one, one is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Okay. Hello, everybody out there. All you, ships at sea. Are you scared? What are you drinking? A martini there? What's in your hand? This is a Pinnacle Whipped Vodka. <laughs> Very sweet, very girly. You're so bougie. <laughs> Whipped vodka, only you. I should have put some uh, lime that? in it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, just grab something. Yeah. Some just have to be whipped vodka. You got. Okay. Is that what you drink during Downton Abbey shows? Oh. Yes, I do. <laughs> do you really? Okay. Now yeah, this kind of is the kind of stuff I drink another, while watching Downton Abbey. Another piece of the puzzle falls into place. And I take a sip of something yes. every time uh, Lord Grantham takes a sip of something. You should have a spot of tea. Wow, that's like those Star Trek people who you would take a take a shot of Jack Daniels every time someone said he's dead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're loaded by the end of the show. But look at it. no Coco tonight. No Coco. He's out saving the world, or at least our country. But very proud to be up in the food chain is Switchblade Steve Ward, Switchy. Uh, I am proud to be here. Okay. Do you have a uh, voodoo doll of Co- Coco and you stick a pin in them every once in a while? That'd be your way to get ahead. I would not, no, I would not uh, 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 scheme to get ahead by those means. Hmm. Okay. Kind of stumbled over that reply, but that's okay. Uh, also with us, keeping an eye on everything, is our security chief, Willie Club. Hi, Mac. It's great to be here tonight with the scary crowd we've got. Yes, right. Scarier than usual. Also, our Southern correspondent, Jocko Johnson, is with us. Hello, everybody. Okay. Looks good. He's hey, relaxing. Jocko. He looks very relaxed. Very chill. He's doing, he's doing some research on the next topic. Yeah, I'm just checking my notes here. There you go. Uh, lovely Lois Lane is uh, with us in the studio. Lois. Hi, everybody. Having Hi, a good time. Hi, Lois. Lois. Apparently. Hi, hey, Lois. Uh, also, uh, our favorite good witch up there in upstate New York, Raven, is with us. Hi, my okay. friends. Cat looks like it's working in the background. The cat's tail is still going back and forth, right? So that's a good thing. Mac, don't upset me tonight. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not telling the right time. <laughs> wow. Well, this clock is a whole thing. Okay. Um, also joining us is our good friend Valerie Lafaso, author, UFO researcher, and empath. Valerie. 
Welcome back and happy Halloween, everyone. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Valerie. Same to you. Now, you're getting bombarded by so many vibes from all of us that you'll <laughs> it's need a, definitely you'll, interesting. You'll need a Tylenol or something afterwards. Okay. All right. Well, uh, and the, 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 the last member of the posse, you know, it's, he's like the guy riding in the back, riding the burrow in back of the stagecoach. Lonely Larry was with us. Lonely. Yeah, Mac, don't, don't think I'd have noticed that you always call on me last. Well, and, and don't think that it doesn't hurt just a little bit. But, uh, but every still, I am, I am beaming with pride to be here and enjoying a whipped uh, tap water. There you go. <laughs> wow. He's Wait. drinking tap water. What have you done Hold with Lonely on. Larry? Yes. Okay. Plot twist. Go ahead. Mac was the one that stole your candy back in the 1912s. Twelves. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Hey, listen. No, I'm kidding. Why do we have to tell him that broken. now? He's too old to know that now. Anyway, he still he still holds that. How old were you? Nine years old when this happened. Seven. Seven. Okay. And what'd yeah. you do? Did you cry? Did you try to chase the guy or anything? No, they were on bikes. So what? You know, okay. Such an excuse. Yeah, really. they, you know, they ambushed me. As I said, my sister gave chase, but they were too fast. But okay. you know. can I ask? I'm really curious since okay. they attacked you. What kind of costume were you wearing? Maybe like a witch or something? With you know, a okay, here, here's the deal. Too. I hated Halloween even before my candy got stolen. <laughs> oh, I, I always hated the idea of dressing up. It just gives me the willies, the idea of people wearing Halloween costumes. And yet you this don't. You had to wear a dress. Would, what I would dress as <laughs> yes. every year yes. was yep. a New York Yankee. And, <laughs> well, and no wonder you got your ass kicked and my robbed. Costume, my costume consisted of a Yankees jacket and ball cap. Wow. Uh, okay. I, uh, Scared the crap which is out kind of me. It's ironic because, as Mac will tell you, I have no interest in baseball or sports whatsoever. <laughs> but I was raised in a in a, a, a family of staunch Yankee fans. Oh, well, so that was my costume uh, uh, perennially. Another piece of the puzzle falls into place. Okay. All right. And no one stole your jacket or ball cap, just your candy. And what, we, what were you scaring Mets fans? Is, was that the angle? <laughs> Mets, Mets fans are scared of everybody. Yeah, that's true. Well, they have a good oh, reason. Oh, though. my friend's here. Uh oh. Except, for, there he is. The, except uh, for the Red Sox. There he is. Does his there tail is. wag too? This, okay. is, this is uh, this is Boney James. <laughs> Ew, that's a gross name. Really Ew. Get that thing out. Boney of James is the name of a, a saxophonist. Yeah. Oh. He's not looking too good. Okay. Uh. There you go. All right. Choke. Wow. His assistant. He's such a little Choke. guy. He's teeny tiny. See, that's something Lonely Larry just happens to have around his house. The, the fact that it's Halloween uh, is a no, Mrs. Mrs. Lonely Larry uh, decorates uh, exhaustively for most holidays, including Halloween. Doesn't make it right. The holiday. But, uh, but she has a large collection of skeletons. That you hate. That I love skeletons. For, uh, throughout the year, depending on the season. And uh, we have... Uh, Halloween lights outside the house. It, I die a little each time I hmm. I hang them for her, but you do what you do for the for the well, ones. You uh, let me just throw this back to Valerie. Do you still see him uh, beaming with your eye here, Valerie? It doesn't sound. <laughs> he's he's very even keeled in his opinion. Okay, listen. <laughs> doesn't even, make it right. <laughs> even serial murders are even keeled. They're too even keeled. Okay. Wow. We okay. Uh, a real look into Lonely Larry's life, a big one that we were expecting, but it's all entertainment. So listen, why don't we do this, okay? It's our, it's our Halloween show, and um, Club has prepared a, uh, a report for us. Club, please. Thanks, Mac. I you just got to check out. The spirit of Halloween, you, know, you had asked me to try to 
do some research to solve this age-old question about UFO sightings on Halloween. And the big question Mac had is, you know, what does it mean? And I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time and all I can tell you is I have no idea. But in my research, I uh, decided I would look at another topic. And uh, that topic is looking at some of the sightings that have been uh, identified over the years on Halloween. So I, uh, I wanted to go through to a good source on this. So I went to Project Blue Book, I think, which most of you know that, you know, for a period of 1952 to 1969, the Air Force, our Air Force conducted a study of uh, UFO sightings. And uh, in that, you know, their goals were basically trying to scientifically analyze the UFO data to determine if uh, UFOs were a national security threat. And they came back with, they investigated over 12,000 reported sightings. And uh, in that number, there were also quite a few sightings that happened on um, Halloween. So I thought that would be appropriate tonight to uh, cover a few of those. Just so you know, my, my source on this project, Blue Book, I don't know if you're familiar with it, is uh, fold3.com. It's a well-known uh, collector of um, information on military uh, records over the years. They're a company that's owned by uh, uh, one of these big uh, archives companies. Uh, and uh, so anyways, I, I use- What was that website again, Club? It's called fold, like in fold3.com. Yep. Got it. I, I think most military people know what fold3 is. Um, fold three is during a ceremony with a flag. A lot of times when, you know, when someone uh, passes away that was in the military or during mm -hmm. combat, you know, they uh, fold the flag to give it to the next of kin. And right. anyways, there's a third fold mm -hmm. in there. And there's a particular reason for that third fold. And it basically is uh, to recognize the, uh, or remember the victims, uh, you know, the veterans who had served in the defense of our country. So Fold 3, uh, they took that name based on that uh, actual thing. Right. So anyways, they, um, Fold 3 has a, they started off years ago uh, be, before they were brought up by uh, Ancestry.com. And they're the largest uh, collector of military uh, information. So anyways, I when I went on there today, I was looking at the, the what they had about Project Blue Book and uh, they had some pretty extensive uh, items. So I thought I'd share a few of them so that uh, we get a feel for things that do go on in, uh, in the world of UFOs as far as visiting us uh, yes. on um, Halloween. Yes, the yes. first one I'll, I'll go over is in 1955 in Williston, Florida. There was a, a policeman and he spotted multiple round objects in loose formation in the night sky. And they weren't making any noise, um, but the light coming from it was so bright it hurt his eyes. So he went and reported it. And again, these are part of the reports that go into uh, Project Blue Book and he reported it. And they did a lot of um, research on it in, in Project Blue Book, but they gave an official explanation that uh, it was just an aircraft refueling operation. So. You know, we're used to getting those kind of responses when uh, things went out, particularly in 
during the days of Project Blue Book. Another uh, Blue Book uh, item was back in uh, 1964. There was a uh, incident in South Charleston, Ohio. And uh, there was a freelance photographer who uh, he submitted a photo to them uh, and it was of multiple UFOs. And uh, he claims that the strange objects on the film that he didn't see him with his eyes. They went, went visible. Hmm. It was after he developed the film hmm. that he saw them on there. And that's, that's not an uncommon uh, occurrence. Right. right. All right. And uh, so he didn't see them with his eyes and there were no sounds, but it, clearly they were in this film. But again, the, there was an official review and an explanation that basically said it was a light bulb reflector mm. taken at multiple exposure. Oh, really? Yeah. So again, yeah, another thing that, that downplays that. But again, you know, Halloween, it seems there, there were a number of situations like this, whether uh, coincidence or what. But right. there seem to be UFOs that like to visit on Halloween. Maybe they're watching us out trick-or-treating. You know, it's funny because, it, once again, it's kind of funny that these things are connected. Also, there's a, very quickly, there's a very famous photograph from about five years ago where someone was taking a picture of a haunted house. And sure enough, you can see what appears to be the spirit of a of a woman in, like, the, the second floor window. And right above is a UFO. You know, he took the picture of the haunted house when he developed the film. The UFO was in it. So hey, listen. Yeah, but they always claim, you know, that was lighting issue right. or something. Well, this went but through some. I think there's something to it. Me you too. Know, the way the the photos snap so quickly, and you know. It's... Speaking of photos, uh, Raven or Switch or both, if you could take a screenshot of us during this segment, because we cannot miss Lonely Larry and his friend. Oh, I've already, I've Bo already got Boney Jones. Is that is that your friend's name there, Lonely Larry? Bones. Bones James. Bones James. Yeah, there. Bony James. Bony. That oh. is so dirty. That's filthy. Look it, up. Look it up. He's a great jazz saxophone. No, thanks. No. Anyways, I took a picture, hey, but I'll take another one. Okay. Go ahead, please. Club. Yeah, Mac, I got a, another reporting on Blue Book that uh, goes back to Halloween night, 1957, in uh, Massapequa Park, New York. I think that's upstate. Is that near you? Uh, that's upstate. Is that the yeah, night? It's Long on Island. Long Island. Well, all right. Well, yeah. anyways, Massapequa Long Park, Island. New York. Right. Long Island. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm bad at geography. Well, anyways, in that situation, there was a, a former pilot and FBI agent said that um, he, he noticed a very bright light in the sky, and it was traveling uh, at a very high rate of speed. And he didn't think it could be a meteor because the object moved as a flat trajectory, mm -hmm. which uh, appeared to uh, parallel the horizon throughout its sweep. And again, he submitted that to the uh, Blue Book uh, inquiry, and uh, they deemed the UFO to, to, in fact, to be a meteor. And they said, in fact, but I couldn't find anything that backed up there that they actually had, you know, proof of that. Sure. Right. Now, you said that was in 57, Halloween of 57? Yeah, that was in Halloween night, okay. 1957. See, if it was 47, I, I would have said maybe that's the night that Lonely Larry got his uh, candy stolen, but the timeline is off. Okay. Well, I got one more if you'd like to hear Okay, it. let's go. Sure. Again, like I said, this Blue Book had a number of uh, Halloween sightings. So, Funny. you know, it makes you think, you know. But uh, anyways, this one goes back to 1953. And it's, again, in Ohio, Logansville, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a farmer there. And he saw a, a round saucer 
like object and it had a glow and he, it was so bright he said it was like a million electric light bulbs and he said it was traveling quote unquote with terrific speed from east to west and uh, then it went south and it disappeared hmm. so again that's on the official uh, report of project blue book and they said that uh, a media with the turn regarded as an illusion so they they said it was a that he had an illusion that it really was a media so sure. again as we know from project blue book they they always claimed a lot of things had to do with meteors right but right. anyways um it seems like Halloween, you know, has a lot of activity for these kind of things, particularly UFO related. Right, true. And so I wanted to share just those. But, Mac, I don't know if you heard me, but at the beginning you had asked yes. to see if I could help solve that that issue, the age-old issue about what does it mean with all these UFOs flying around Halloween. And right. I hate to disappoint you, but it, it doesn't, couldn't find an answer to it. Hmm. But, I, I, but at least we know there are a lot of them that are documented right. by various types of people all over the country. Hmm. And uh, so I just thought that would be interesting. You know, well, you know what would be interesting, too? Is, is what would be interesting, too, is that um, I wonder if UFOs show up more on holidays than regular days. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? If there's more UFO sightings in Christmas, New Year's, Max birthday. Yeah, I, I didn't see that in the database. It was broken down to some categories. But, you know, Halloween was one in particular, yeah. probably because there were know some numbers there to report on can i uh just uh bring switch into the switch as you know grew up near eight mile in detroit he and eminem were close buds is it true that you get that they won small planes and helicopters not to fly over detroit on halloween because there's so much gunfire people shooting their guns in the air do you remember that from i, I don't actually remember that okay uh Nick. okay all right, just checking. I, I, it was either New Year's Eve or Halloween, but you know, it was like uh, over Berlin during the race. Well, you know, there there is Devil's Night. Maybe that's well, what yeah, I'm thinking right. of. Okay, what is that? The night before What's Halloween, that? where where normally oh. when we were kids, we just you know a little bit of toilet paper, uh, a you little bit of soap in the windows. You, that you call it Devil's Night? Devil's. Mm-hmm. They call it yeah. It was Devil's Night, and but yeah. it kind of night. escalated to another level in some of the areas of Detroit, yes. where they they found the the need to actually torch some buildings oh, now wow. we never did that just trying to brighten you know. things up that's all we understand that's okay. like a real escalation are you still are you, that was are you still an escalation he's still in touch with eminem your good friend or what uh well you know ever since he got big he just kind of he doesn't really uh, return my calls really huh okay well, you know that's how those show people are so well, look at yeah. uh hey club thanks very much and you know what once again why don't we take another break now when we come back we're going to be talking about a thing that gives a lot of people the creeps and it's called Slender Man. The Slender Man legend or whatever. Valerie, you know about this, don't you? You've heard of it, right? Heard of it, yeah. I yeah. know a little bit. Yeah, I know some of it, but it's it's going to get creepy, So, uh, which is good. So you're listening to Macmoney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is a Halloween special. We'll be right back after this. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. 
It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Expo Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney and this is our special Halloween show. Okay. Very quickly, girls, the very famous one one is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Yeah, counted for. Enjoying the show so far. Um, no Coco. Coco is out doing who knows what. Doing what Coco does, uh, however, is our tribal is with us, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Warns. Switchy. Great to be here. Okay. All right. Uh, pin sticking in the little Coco doll in the background there. Is that what I'm seeing, or is that Batman? Oh, no, I, I grabbed a Barbie by mistake. So. <laughs> okay, all right, that's what they all say. <laughs> that's fine. It happens. You know what happens. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, our security chief, Willie Club, is Hi, with Mac. us. Great to be here. Good to see all you ghosts and goblins. Thank you very much. Some of us are in costume, some of us aren't, but I guess it doesn't make any difference. And our southern correspondent is with us. Jocko Johnson. Oh, Mac. You okay? Hey, Mac. Hey, everybody. Yes, sir. Fine. Okay. Glad to be on the roll call. Okay. Good. Uh, we have three beauties among the beasts tonight. Uh, our very lovely Lois Lane is here in the studio. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Hello, Lois. Taking down every word of the show, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, also, our favorite good witch up there in upstate New York, Raven, is with us. Raven. Hello, my friends. Hello, Raven. Everything okay with the cat and the dog? Scotch and water? Yeah, cat has been uh, sleeping for like six hours straight, so she'll be up all night. And my dog is downstairs. (laughs) Wow. And the cat clock is still working. It's like a nap. Cat clock is working. Right, so everything's good. Uh, And also, uh, Valerie LaFasso, author, researcher, UFO researcher, and empath is joining us tonight. Valerie? And gang. Yep. Now you're Happy to be here. Oh, and also Lonely Good Larry. You, is here. Lonely Larry is here for anyone who's keeping school. Looks, so listen. He looks like he's watching TV. <laughs> he is watching TV. <laughs> Valerie, you're right up the street from us, right? We're in Exeter, New Hampshire. I am. I'm in, I'm in Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Okay. A happening town. More restaurants yeah, and. Especially at Halloween. More restaurants than any other city in the United States per capita. Okay, every, probably true. It's just unbelievable <laughs> how many restaurants are up there, you know. But anyway, uh, so listen, um, we uh, just finished the last segment talking about UFOs and Halloween. Valerie, what do you what do you think? What's going on there? Is there a connection or what? I, I definitely think there is. Like I said before, you know, the more you get into all of this paranormal stuff, the more you see similarities and you know everybody you've probably heard the saying at Halloween the veil is thinning. Well, the veil is you know, allows us to see into that other place where these, you know, spirits or whatever reside. Well, if UFOs are interdimensional or multidimensional 
who's to say that that thinning veil doesn't allow them to be seen easier by sure. us? Right, you yeah. know, it, it seems to make make sense to me that that could be part of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the famous War of the Worlds with uh, Austin Wells happened on Halloween, right, in 1938. So everyone was already on edge, kind of. And that turned out to be like the greatest, I don't know, publicity stunt in the world, I guess is the only way you can say it. Um, well, listen, we have a report on Slenderman, but I'm going to throw this to Lois Lane just real quick. When you would go out trick-or-treating, would you? what would you go as a princess or something, a little princess or a ghost or what? Oh, yeah, different things. Yeah. Nothing, not one thing in particular. Okay. All right. Hey, good to know. Okay. Did you get a lot of candy as a kid? Or? Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't really remember. It was hmm. a long time ago. Okay. <clears throat> we'll put some music behind that. So listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen. Hey, this you is... should have asked me how was trick or treating in the People's Republic of Cambridge. Go ahead, as, tell us, please. As it were in, uh, You've teased us, so 50s. tell us. You know, I mean, I lived in a nice residential area of uh, duplexes and three, you know, three-story duplexes. Yes. You can probably imagine that uh, living in an enclave of. Uh, MIT and Harvard graduate students, and then I'm the schmuck that's uh, not even in school. Go ahead. Particular treating was a blast because you go to one house and you got six families. Everybody participated. Go ahead. You know, it wasn't elaborate necessarily, but you know, you had a, a pumpkin out there, and that was good enough. I'm walking around with a a, a, <laughs> a jack o' lantern powered by a single battery. Really? Okay? Yeah. So, even in those days. Okay. So leave me alone. <laughs> alone. Okay. And I I took in so much stuff. Yo. One time I took in so much stuff that somebody, I don't know, if you got some fruit, you had it should have been bagged, but it wasn't. Fruit. And somehow it got wet and it ate into the uh, shopping bag that I was using. Uh-huh. It was one of those of handled shopping bags. Wet. You know? So I you mean, got... we're trick-or-treating and it's like, you know, 7 o'clock at night on the East Coast. Yes. Condensation well, got... sits in. The contents. Spilled. Some wet material was in there and it put a hole in the bag. Hmm. And uh, oh. some of the stuff ended up on the ground. On the, so you too. You know, the nice, uh, clean sidewalks. You too have been scarred by Halloween, in other words. You all like Lonely so, Larry. Uh, <laughs> I picked it up, put it in my pocket, and I kind of crumpled Oops. up the bottom of the bag. So I, I went out to go home and get another bag. There you go. It's just a okay. story. And it went oh. around again. And uh, man, oh, man. Went I mean, around again. They were generous back Everybody was generous back then. But they <laughs> had the do-it-yourself baggies. I mean, you know, you didn't know what people were putting in those baggies, right? And there was yeah, nobody like in Especially in Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born Hershey Kisses. Yeah. You know, M&Ms, you know, whatnot. I'll, you know, LSD. you weren't buying the loose uh, mini candy bars Math. back then as often. I mean, by the way, a package of Hostess Twinkies or something. Well, that. Yeah, so that it was is all scary. good. Yes. And nobody was around to inspect the stuff. You just dove in right. and ate it. Uh, without thinking about you, it. Well, you survived. Everything was okay, right? I, damn right I survived. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Listen, yeah. You know what's also awesome? I just dive into everything right now. I still do it. Yeah, okay. Come on. Uh, are you going don't out trick-or-treating? Only once, you know? Okay. Do you go out as the big kid trick-or-treating on Halloween? I go out. I go, I go out as dad. I go out, I go out as a rock and roll roadie. I put on my rock and roll gear. And where are my kids? I they go, were here a minute hey, ago. Hey, man, where are the guitars? I'll take the, I'll take the candy for them. All right, look at <laughs> We have to talk about this thing. This is like a really creepy subject on a Halloween right. special here, okay? It's this whole myth of Slender Man. And, and I remember yeah. it was in the news like a few years ago. And, you know, there's some pretty creepy aspects to it. But so we're going to have Raven kind of explain to us what Slender Man is. And then we're going to have Jock to talk about the police case, okay? So, Raven, it's all yours. Yeah. So, uh, Slender Man. Um, 
Slenderman is unlike any other uh, urban legend or folklore or creepypasta, if you will. Um, so this isn't your typical like Bloody Mary or your divot box. Um, this is something that actually has a precise date that can be traced back to when it started. Um, and that was June of 2009 specifically. Um, somethingawful.com um, started posting what by all accounts were very normal black and white photos. Um, and they would indicate a date uh, a location that they were taken and they would even credit a photographer. Um, but if you would look at the photos um, a little bit longer, just kind of study them, you would eventually find something that was very, very out of place. Um, and that would be Slenderman. And he would be looking dapper in his black suit. Uh, and he would just kind of be lurking in the background, just watching everything unfold in front of him. So Slenderman, for those who don't know, um, if you could picture it, or if you want to look up that photo, um, it, it'll be the first thing that pops up into Google, um, is said to stalk, abduct, and or traumatize humans, usually children. Um, and this is the cause for many disappearances worldwide. This creature is thin, unnaturally tall, and sometimes said to have extra appendages. Um, and those typically come out of the back from what I've been able to, to find. Um, and he has no face. Um, so just take that in as it is. Um, so we're gonna jump ahead to 2014, uh, Wa Waukesha, Wisconsin. I'm so sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. It's Waukesha. Um, Waukesha, sure. Yep. Uh, and we have 12 year old Anissa Weir and Morgan Geyser, um, and they lure uh, Peyton Lautner into the woods in an attempt to sacrifice her to Slenderman. Um, Lautner was found by a cyclist laying on the side of the road after being stabbed 19 times mm -hmm. to appease Slenderman. How old were um, these according... kids? How old were they? They were 12. 12 years old. Okay. Wow, 2014. That is really weird. Um, yeah. According to Weir and Geyser, um, after this sacrifice, they were to be taken away to live in a castle in the woods with Slenderman. Um, and this all unfolded pretty quickly after Peyton was found. Um, and at that point, they were they were taken into police custody. Right. Um, so I'm going to throw it actually to Jocko. So let me just... Um, um, before, if you're ready. Yeah, sure. Before we do that, let, let's just think about this for a second. I'm glad Valerie, the empath, is here with us. What gets people to believe something that is just like so outrageously this is for everyone so outrageously impossible let's say okay what what gets a 12 year old kid or two of them to the point where they believe this is happening to the point where they want to kill somebody want to kill their classmate is it are these people who are the person 19 times are these people with personality disorders? In all honesty, anyway, when I've looked into this story, those girls look like sociopaths. They, so they were like, they were just, <laughs> they just, just look completely like sociopaths. Yeah. Thing. Yep. Yeah. They were, I would have to agree, and and from yeah. watching like the documentary, they're very withdrawn. Yeah. They're yeah. They really are. So they would have done it anyway. This is just the excuse, yeah. right? Probably. Okay. All right, Jocko. Listen, Jocko. Now is our uh, he's our detective. He's the show detective. Looks into these cases. So, is this a strange one, Jekyll? Have you seen strange? Not really. You know, these girls were diagnosed as being schizophrenics, and uh, that is somebody who, you know, it's a genetic thing, mm -hmm. genetic mental disease. It could be from the environment, toxins, or a head injury. 
right uh delusions uh you believe you hear voices you have special powers well you have uh hallucinations where you see people you feel people you smell things that other people don't smell lonely larry is uh nodding his head vigorously here what's and then the, the younger, the one, the first girl, Anissa, who didn't do the stabbing, but was a big part of it also. Yes. She had what they called a psychotopy, I think they call it. It's, it's a more mild uh, version of it without being genetically uh, impaired. Okay. And you can develop into a, a, a schizophrenic. Hmm. And it's you have these disorganized or unusual patterns of thinking that together with uh, big interpersonal difficulties, loners, flat emotions Uh-oh. they have um persistent um uh, you know excessive social behavior poor social behavior yes and if raven can back it up you know in the documentary and when they i i watched the court case mm-hmm. all of these psychologists and psychiatrists had testified and the detectives about how withdrawn they were in their lives the mother of um geisner even says well, you know, when she was born, we didn't think about it, but unusually she had no friends. She was a loner. She saw people, you know, they thought it was just her little playmate, whatever. Yep. And she was having these things. It turns out a year before she does this whole thing, her father is diagnosed as being schizophrenic. And mm. he goes on to say how his whole life he dealt with this, not even knowing what it was, but yes. he was able to control it. Yeah. Now these two girls watch this crazy Slenderman guy, and they decide that Slenderman gets in your head, follows you, and he tells you if you don't um, become one of his proxies, that he will now kill your family. So what happens is they have to um, make this plan, and there's a conspiracy. So here's where we have the crimes. They're 12 years old, and different states, you know. Um, have different laws where children or juveniles are uh, treated as adults. And because of the severity of the crime, at 12 years old, if you look at all their notes and all the interviews and all the different things and psychological tests, and I, and I, and I watched a lot of stuff about this, it's just classical textbook. They were loners. They became friends. Uh, Geisa had her own. Uh, this other girl, Latina, was her best friend, Bella. They called her, and they needed to kill her because if they didn't, they felt this slender man was going to come in and kill their family. And by the reward is that they begin, they're able to live with him in his mansion somewhere in this national forest. And if you read, they had planned this. This thing, uh, they were charged with first-degree murder. Now, that means usually in most states that is the... Um, if attempted first degree murder uh, is a shooting or killing or attempted murder of a police officer, a peace officer, a correction officer, and um, something that is totally premeditated or a conspiracy with more than one pre- person premeditates. They had plans. When did they want to do it? They went to a birthday party. They were going to kill her on that day, but then they said, we wanted to be happy and live one more day. Uh, so they went out and decided, they tell the mother, can we go to the park? And the mother says, sure, why not? I mean, one of the girls, uh, Aisha, uh, I'm sorry, I can't even say her first name, Asnia or something. Anissa. Yep. Anissa, right. She, um, 
Weiner, I think Weiner, her father like really monitored what he what they did on the internet, and yeah, you know, he was a good parent. And I remember doing the same thing with my kids. I didn't want them, you know, watching whatever's out there. These kind of things, you right? Know? Yep. Or even just the violent games they had them days, because we had seen so many criminal statistics where children learned about this, and they were so desensitized mm. that killing meant nothing. And that's like she even the one girl who did the, the stabbing wants the other girl to do it. And she says, just do it. You do it. I can't. It's just like stabbing the air. It's like yep. nothing. Jeez. And she lays on the body and stops her from moving and holds her legs down and says, don't worry. Just relax. We're going to go get help for you, but you'll just not feel anything. Creepy. And they wanted her to bleed out. Well, they first take her out into the bathroom at his park. They push her into the uh, stall and they want to try to stab her on the toilet. In the, in the stall, and they bang her head into the brick wall, the concrete okay. block wall. Yeah, and she gets kind of you know Woozy. dizzy, and they say you know they comfort her. They thought, oh we're sorry, okay, we should probably let's go out into the woods. We'll play a game like you're the gazelle and where the lion is, and we're going to chase you. It's going to be like a hide and seek game, and this is how they get them to this girl to play along. Almost, you know, she thinks these are my best friends. We're having to sleep over this party. And, and it's amazing because when you see the depth of how they planned it, how they went about it, when they did it, they postponed it and planned it again. It's like um, unbelievable. The, the judge had no choice. And yeah. he did it. The, the judge did an excellent job in this case. Um, and, you know, he they pled not guilty. Yep. They were declared uh, insane, guilt, you know, by, I guess, not guilty by insanity. Yep. And uh, they went into prison. Um, they were very, very closely monitored. Uh, the, the the one who did the actual stabbing was sentenced to, um, I think it was 45 years. Wow. It, was, it was 40 or 45. And Anissa, it was 20 or 25. They were they were like off by 20 years each. Wow. Okay, Geisner had 40 to life. And the other girl had uh, 25 years. Right. And the maximum sentence, uh, the what, why we're. She was... Uh, in 1917, they were finally convicted after all the appeals and everything and then the cases. She was then petitioned the court to free her. And the judge in the court, uh, through the Court of Appeals, heard this case over. And the first girl is now released. This just happened in September. Yeah. And she's just been released. And I think she's about 20 or 21 years old. And she has um, strict uh things she has to follow she can't have a weapon she can't go near any any of this 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 victim or their family she cannot uh be on the internet it has to be monitored she has to be uh educated and take our um visit you know have these psychological visits have medication uh she's in the custody of a father a mother and father had gotten divorced but they felt the father was the best caretaker and um she she can't even um, go anywhere. She's got an ankle bracelet, mm -hmm. but she's out of this prison. They think she has a chance to be rehabilitated. Wow. I don't know about that. Good I luck. See that a lot. Yes, doesn't happen. The other girl is going to downhill quick. She doesn't seem to want to. Maybe her case genetically is just so bad. You know, I'm not a psychiatrist. She's, she's nuts. You don't have so, to be a psychiatrist yeah, to know and, that and she's, she's crazy. Just, you know, I mean, they stabbed her 19 times yeah, and that's, missed uh, her heart by a millimeter, they said. This girl crawled out of this forest, hmm. I think a mile down a road where okay. a cyclist found her. 
And then these other girls and it decided was on a that, dead end street. So right. The fact that right the cycles the even found her was, was a miracle. Insane. Yeah. Hmm. And, and, they, and, and, then they, and then the other two went what? off into this national forest. And their father was saying they felt like they were going to go like it took four hours by car or something. Yeah. And they thought they were going to walk. Yeah, they were just going to wander off and that go was in it. to get a hold of Slender Man. And, you know, this 14 um, foot tall guy with these arms down to his legs and these tentacles. Yeah, yeah. He was going to bring him into his mansion and, you know, have him live just, there in happiness or whatever. This is, Lois Lane life. has a question. Lois, please. Can I just ask one question? So, after this big, horrible case, it's just so disturbing. After this happened, did all the sightings go away? Is this guy gone or is this still a thing? No. Oh, I think it's still a thing. I think he's still around. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's still a thing. And and the thing is, is that it it's it's a meme. Mm. You know, it, it's not right. real. Right. You know, and and but, people look, especially because it does target. It's like the Momo thing. But where did it come it from? Did I miss that earlier? Well, this guy wrote it. They have a, a guy who started it. Yeah. And it was on this creepy pasta wiki thing. Oh, right. I don't yes. know anything about this stuff, but I will tell you Raven something. Yeah. I don't know, I but the guy who wrote this, he ought to be in jail. Because this is one sick, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to put I, this kind of stuff out there. Who knows? It, I mean, the way there's he a movie writes about the it. story, and and he, and he actually yeah. encourages these kids to do these things. It seems wow. through this character, you know. Yeah. And if you're not a hundred percent, you know, with it and know what's going on, you go under his influences these children. I mean, I, I guess Lois Lincoln tell you, you know, kids in school, they're gonna, you know, you got these kids that they're, they're being bullied. They're, they're not buddies yes. with everybody you know there's always going to be that kid and man they're looking for something yes right and yep. yeah. this is what they get you know it's, something like that it's, it's horrible like, it's why kids it's get in gangs too you know um i mean like especially with slender man it does target kids and the the thing that's so messed up is that the person that created this does have kids wow <laughs> and he and he puts out a statement i'm sorry yeah. but it does he make money and, it, like, and i but at the same time, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, I can remember being, you know, seven years old and watching scary movies and mm -hmm. thinking, oh, this isn't real. Yes, like, right. I know this is a movie. This is not real. So there's definitely a disconnect between like my generation versus the generation that's growing up with these Internet memes mm -hmm. that are targeting kids that are no like this this is this is a real thing like this is 100 percent the real deal right i need to i have to appease this you know whatever they want to call it. it it's it's such a gray area i feel mm. so so does the this problem, guy the, the problem is you know if you're mentally unstable this yes. can influence you so easily because you're looking for this yes there's 2.8 yeah. million people diagnosed with schizophrenia yeah but it fills in, in right does, does this guy make money out of this the the, the guy who created no it does he i mean why did he do it just to do it I would really hope he doesn't make money. I, I honestly think that it was just because he happened to be very good at Photoshop. And oh, he just okay. thought, I, I'm just going to make something super weird yep. and, you know, unsettling. And put, oh, it's very creepy. Yes. Especially if you look at the picture that doesn't have it circled. So, like, you'd really need to look for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's, if you literally type in Slenderman into Google, it will give you hundreds of pictures and wow. these, yeah and the children the ones he's where, out there watching them yes mm. the ones the where it's not blatantly obvious it's very creepy God. and there was a movie that came out not a documentary a movie a few years ago yep. which um mr raven and i watched actually which was a very good movie up until the end the ending was horrible but it was the same type of a thing where 
this thing is just watching okay. everything that you do, and it's very unsettling. It wasn't. Uh, was the movie? The movie wasn't directed by Quentin Tarantino, was it? Was that why it was? No, it, was no, it wasn't. You know, he looks not. like a Tim Burton character, the Slender Man, almost. He reminds you of a Tim Burton character, right? It's. it's yeah. it, you know what yeah, it reminds right? me of is. You know, I, uh, I will just tell you one one funny thing. Yes. I've got is like it's a little historical, but if you look at this. This guy is like the original boogie, a boogeyman, you know, whatever. The boogeyman, sure, but, yeah. Well, he, he, I mean, for nowadays, you know, I mean, originally the first boogeyman in ancient history goes back to like 264 BC. Really? When Carthage attacked Rome. Yes. The three Punic Wars. Okay. Hannibal Barca was considered the first boogeyman. Okay. Oh, really? The Roman parents would tell their children. Now, this guy invaded Rome. Yep. And over three wars, you know, for, I don't know, the first war was 23 years, the second was like uh, eight years, and the third was uh, a three-year war, and finally till the Romans beat them. And he was outside of Rome, and the only way he didn't conquer them was Scipio, the general, the consul at the time, he yes. said, well, we're going to attack Carthage and have him come home. Yeah, yeah. And, that's and that was a big gamble, and it's a whole way how he did it, and it's a whole... It's a whole Came across the yeah, Alps but, with elephants. Yeah, and then he became Scipio Africanus. Wow. Do you want to know? Hmm. So anyway, well, so we'll blame but, him. But, but the children were told in Rome, Hannibal's going to get you. Right. If you don't do your homework, you don't come home when I tell you. Yeah. You don't eat your dinner. Hannibal's coming to Homework. You. And yeah. they were... They, I mean, he killed 50,000 Roman soldiers. Well, can I good reason to be afraid of him, kids. He's coming for you. So you know what this, this reminds me? the guy. You know, just, it reminds me of the Ong's Hat report we did a few weeks ago, which was someone who just came up with this idea, threw it out on the internet, and it got a life of its own, you know? That's exactly what yeah. I thought, too. And wow. and that, uh, that gives credence to, like I said, Momo. These are... <laughs> Ong's hat was essentially like a meme mm -hmm. before memes were a thing. Right, yeah. And yeah. now that they are, it's you have Slenderman, you have Momo. Um, what, what's others. Momo? What is Momo? Um, it's like a human head on a chicken's body. And <laughs> wow. okay, trigger warning. Um, it would tell kids to do really bad things. Really? Let's just say. Momo. So it's it was a also a Missouri, the Missouri Bigfoot. All in one, huh? Wow. Okay. Really? Got two yeah. gigs. I didn't know that. Okay. You know, this is like when I, I remember mm. when I was a kid or when I was first a police officer in New York. Yes. Parents would grab their kids and say, You see that policeman? He's going to get you. And if you don't be good, I'm going to. Wow. I would be like, oh, okay. To man. serve and protect. Okay. And I wouldn't say anything. And I would just tell the kid, No, no, no. Don't, mm -hmm. If you need help, you come see me. Right. Uh, you come see a policeman. And I would grab the parent and say, Look. That is the wrong thing to say. You tell your kids slap them around a little bit. Yeah. God forbid something was wrong and they needed help. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't slap them around in front of the kids. Okay, yeah. not in front of the kids. That'd be traumatizing. <laughs> no, you know, listen. You know, you want them to come to the police for help. Right. Sure. Where are they going right. to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, Nick Redfern wrote a book called The Slender Man Mysteries. Really? Yeah. Whole, uh, yeah. Uh, he writes books about everything. I tell you, it's a strange yeah. thing. It's strange to comprehend. It, it just is that young kids could just believe such a wild story on the internet to the point, you know, where they would try to kill someone. And I realized that they were, they were two schizophrenic kids who found each other. I suppose that isn't too far yeah. out there yeah. because they were two outcasts. It's, and it's like a series of very, of, uh, very that. unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, if you ask law enforcement officers and probably social workers and psychologists, they see this. I mean, I know I used to see this every day. Mm -hmm. You'd see people, you look into their faces, you see they have nothing behind their eyes. Yes. There's something wrong. You know, you know guys that... Yeah. Yeah. You know, this and is like kids on the sand. You heard the voices. You got to do it. You know, you got to go kill, you know. 
This yeah. is what, and you can't do you anything look, unless yeah. they've actually done something. So that's right. like the thing where yeah. you well, know, like there's fine. there's nothing going on here. They have like nothing in their soul, but you can't just intervene based on a hunch. Right. right. Well, m most of these, you know, mass murderers and killers, like uh, Valerie said, they're either sociopaths or psycho, you know, schizophrenics. Anyway, you know, and, and this they is just, just have the, the disease. Yeah, the means you to... know, it's curable, but it's hard. So listen, Valerie, if you, as an empath, if you came up, you know, against one of these people, if you met them or whatever, would you be able to tell by them not even saying a word? Can you just tell by their I vibe? I believe so. I've I've encountered people who seem empty inside, for lack of better term. And huh? I mean, I've seen it in children. I've seen it in adults. I know somebody who has schizophrenia mm -hmm. and honestly is a lovely person when they're medicated. Yes. Um you yeah. know it's tough it's tough because they don't want to take the medication they're so complicated yeah. it's bizarre the the differences in in the humans yeah yeah that, that we can find out there but yeah it, it's there's definitely energetic signatures with all of it well listen believe it or not we're pulling the train into the station we're pulling the halloween train into the station okay so let me so we don't run out of time let me um thank everybody okay now let me do the plugs for us I'm looking at Lois. She's going to be the okay. Plugs for us. Okay. <clears throat> Homes for Our Troops. Homes for Our Troops is a military charity that uh, we on the show here um, support. Um, what it is is that they um, take donations. Homes for Our Troops. Google them. They take donations. They build houses for wounded war veterans from the Afghan and the Iraqi war uh, soldiers who may have lost a limb. Um, and what they do is they design these houses so they're they're easy for these guys and girls to get around in, like wider hallways, lower counter space, easier stairs to negotiate, and so on. And then when the house is finished, they just give them the keys. There's no mortgages, there's nothing. These people deserve it. Frankly, I think the Veterans Administration should be doing this, but not at this point. So we're uh, happy to have Homestruck Troops as a charity here on the show. 88 cents of every dollar goes to uh, the charity, and that's very, very high in the charity biz. Homes for our troops, uh, just uh, Google them. And coming up very, very soon, uh, a two-star general who is connected with Homes for our troops is going to be playing World War II trivia. So whoever goes up against him, now think about that, you're going to be going up against a two-star general in military history. And I've already had two or three people who have begged out of it. They don't want to go up against these guys. I'll do it. I'll do it. You'll do it? Yeah, that'll yeah, be good. I was okay. going to say, it's got to be either me or Jocko. Okay, well, you can team we're up. The, we're the two World War II trivia experts. There you go. There's the team right yeah. there. Okay? We'll see. Please don't choose me. I'm totally kidding. Oh, well, oh, oh, I'll, I'll take them on. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Uh, so start watching World War II in color on... Uh, there you go. That's yeah, I, I watch I'm Combat. Gonna, I'm going to put it in the group. Yeah, combat, yes. Right. Or... Uh, Quentin, Quentin's great movie. Oh, don't uh, say it. That right. awful, yeah. awful, awful. Oh, that's one of the worst yeah, movies ever made. Actually, that was, I dressed up as an inglorious bastard for Halloween one year. You oh, did? How does you your father let you do that? And I went to Buffalo, <laughs> and my friend and I drank a whole bottle of tequila. Strike nope, two. Vodka. Wow. And I was allowed into a bar with a baseball bat. Awesome. <laughs> tequila and Buffalo. With it a is Buffalo. <laughs> They don't I want to know what Harry's watching. Is it, what's the score of the game, Larry? No, so he wouldn't know. He's the last uh, uh, person you know to ask. No, no kidding. What's on TV, and I'm not watching and it's muted, is uh, Finding Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Uh, there he goes. My wife watches, 
but she went downstairs to watch it on the bigger TV and, okay. and left, it left it on for me for some reason. Yeah, okay. All right. He's doing the total experience. Okay. Lonely Larry. Wow. Okay. Nice hat. We haven't found it yet, which kills me. No, that's, the series goes Where on and on. It's actually called Tonight's the Night. Tonight's the Night. Tonight's the Night. I just know it. And here, and here, here <laughs> we are. Find it tonight. <laughs> Tape it for us. Hey, listen. Okay. So um, also, uh, Ross Shop and his uh, Mad Englishman friends are putting back together a uh, warplane from World War II. The Mosquito, it was built all of wood, or mostly of wood, because at the time, the Brits were running out of steel, and then they put two Rolls-Royce engines on it, and as a result, it was the fastest plane in World War II for about two years. In fact, they didn't put guns on some of them because... Because it outflew the bullets. It went faster than the bullets. Okay. Yeah, I did some research on the Mosquito. There, yeah, there were uh, uh, guns on some of them, like you said, right. but yes. most of them did not. Right, yes. Which is pretty bizarre. Yeah, right. It, it did outrun the bullets. They were uh, reconnaissance <laughs> planes, and they would they would drop bombs, and then, you know, they wouldn't have. Yeah, um, yes. skedaddle. Very, very fast airplane. So they're putting this back together. It's going to wow. be flying, hopefully, by the end of next year. Wong Wong has volunteered to be the first civilian to go up in it, and just to make it a little more exciting, he's going to do it without a parachute. Is that right? Are you still sticking exactly. to it? Exactly. I'm going to just wear one of those aviator scarves, Yep. my goggles. Yep. And uh, I might have my Sony Walkman just to play with me. In the Halloween costume. In the scarf and the goggles. Yes, yes. In the GoPro. And when they they find me, they were saying, look at the dude had a Sony Walkman cassette player playing a heavy metal mix. (laughs) There he goes. He's like like the coyote. What's a (laughs) mixtape? Yeah, mixtape on uh, Memorex Chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's done. Memory line. Okay. So anyway, so uh, that is uh, the People's Mosquito Project. We should also say that um, we're giving away a lot of swag, okay? In fact, we're running out of swag. Uh, but, you know, these things have to happen. Uh, if you go to MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button. Um, we will send you – and send us your mailing address. We will send you a bag of swag, buttons, decals, 3D decals, um, Pins and also everyone's favorite, the bar coasters, which we've almost run out of. But um, I got a few. I got a few left that I can do. Really? Uh, okay. Oh, not good. many, but if they live close by, I'll hand deliver them. And you know, one more thing. Um, That'll be a treat for uh, everybody. No, wait a minute. You're gonna you're gonna hand deliver them? Is that what you just the famous one one? If if they're close by, like within you know the. How about Kenosha, you know, Washington? Continental, continental uh, New England. I'll okay. Continental New England. Okay. Hey, listen, you know, we, we get and, as and a, autograph them too. As a result of the, you know, the swag giveaway, we get it, you know, turns out, you know, some nice comments from people getting the bag of swag. And we've written, we've uh, read a few of them over the past couple weeks. And I just got to read this one. Um, this is uh, uh, from, from England. We have a lot of uh, fans in England, as it turns out. We do. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Even though we're, uh, those jokes we, Said earlier about Queen Elizabeth. Okay, do you remember well, that you know, joke? They're five, they're five hours ahead, so they usually can predict what we're going to say. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're living in the future. Good point. Wow. Yep, exactly. Okay, here so we go. To what's going on? Uh, this is what the email says. I absolutely love the show. You make me laugh so much, which is a very hard thing to do. Bless you for brightening up our dark nights. I might be your number one fan in the UK. I think I might get a T-shirt printed with the logo, and I don't have to take this crap from Steve's famous quote. I guess you say that more than once there, Switchy. I don't have to take this crap. Uh, yeah, once, yes. okay. once you, say, you say it and then you think of Switchy, it, I, it I all don't have sense. to take this crap. There you go. It's all in the emphasis. <laughs> That's, uh, thank you, guys. It's a, it's a bunch of Mac baloney. 
Oh, all right. Okay, all right. Settle down there, my friend. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> all right. um, thank you, guys. Love Alex. Okay, so let's give the guy a round of applause. Alex. Okay. Alex. Okay. From the UK, even though we made that crack about the Queen, if she's the Queen, what's the bad witch look like? No, that's not. Yeah, UK, you don't need to. Don't, hey, don't badmouth the Queen, please. Okay. All right. She's sick, you know. Yeah, well, when people are here. This is one one is English. They got, around, they got around bed rest. What is one one going to do? And they told her to stop drinking, you know, connect the dots. Well, look at one one's wife, the beautiful Mrs. One one, is half English, correct? Yes, English and Irish, and she is a British citizen too. British yeah. citizen. Uh, no one, yep. no one that old. Fly that's over there and just clear. pop in and uh, go to town, and I have to, you know, suffer with a visa or something. <laughs> really, suffer with a visa? Okay, yeah. I was going to say if there's a <laughs> bank robber, and, and I'll trash. say, I'll say, can, will you take Mastercard for crying out loud? Yeah. You know, if he has, if he has to escape somewhere, you know where he's going, England. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, and uh, so um, go to hit the contact button, send us an email. And we'll send you out a bag of swag for as long as they last. Also, um, Beyond Area 51, a book written by Mac Maloney on sale everywhere. Um, we got a lot of good response from that. We've been talking about that for around the past two or three weeks. And I think that's it. Lois, is that it, would you say? That's everything. Okay, good. So when we bring the train into the station, thanks very much. For, I'm going to start at the top. Draco, thank you for joining us in that investigative report. Draco. Thank you very much. Okay, Appreciate thanks for joining it. us. Okay. My pleasure. Uh, Club, thank you for joining us and keeping us in line. He and your buddy well, there. It's great to be here tonight. Yeah. Club, the skull. Wow. The skull is. It was scary I'm at the beginning. Going out after the show, I'm going to wear this. I really. That's a cool mask. Yeah. Slide the neighbors out. Yeah, well, oh, okay. All right. Call Just us. Go stare into their windows until somebody asks you to leave. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Call Where's us. Where's that on the commuter rail on Halloween night? I mean, the commuter rail, that's where you want to be. Is yeah, right. The, you get your ass kicked. Halloween train. Yeah. Was going Halloween back and train. forth. Yeah, uh, I've been on a few of those. Newburyport New New to Salem and back. Yeah, that's, that's insane. You a know? number of times. It is insane. We've done it. Thank this you. This is one, one, and I have done it. <laughs> that I believe. Switch, That's thank you. Best. If I haven't thanked you already, thank you again. Okay? My pleasure. Okay. I'm going to leave. Okay, I'm going to say thank you to Valerie. Thank you. And the name of your book, again, is your latest book? It's Tangled Web of Friends, book three, The Last Hour. Thank oh. you for having me. Okay, on Happy Amazon. And we're wrong. Good to see you, Valerie. See you around Portsmouth. Book some restaurant, probably. Okay. Raven, thank you. Raven, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. I'm glad the cat is still wagging his tail behind there. There he goes. Wow, was he always white? I thought it was black. No? How many do you have? It's yellow. It's yellow. Valerie's got a black cat. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I saw That's her a black cat. It's a yellow cat. Kit Kat clock. Walk across the frame. it's a piece of absolute garbage, so nobody oh. buy them. Okay. All right. There you go. There go them as a sponsor. Uh, also. Felix the cat. Felix the yes. cat. Uh, it's straight up trash. Lonely Larry. She's not talking about him. Lonely Larry, thank you for joining us and for getting all dressed up. He looks so dapper now. He does. Okay. Always delighted to join you, Mac. Thank you. Okay. All right. There you go. And we're sorry we called you a prison guard earlier in the show, okay? Nazi prison. <laughs> Did I say Nazi? Oh, oh, specifically. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The worst I, one. In a concentration camp. Oh. oh. You know, poor okay. choice of words, okay? Uh, and, and Valerie, thank you. Thank you, Raven. Thank you, Lois Lane. Do I have everybody? Okay, good. And so um, this is our Halloween special. And until the next time you hear us, this is Mac for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>